Well, hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of Closing the Gap with Denise Super. This is a podcast where you're going to get some tips on how you can move from where you are now to where you want to be. We're here to help you close the gap between getting what you want and what uh, are the obstacles that get in your way. My guest today is someone who's very special to me. He is Dr. Zachary Belk, and I love to call him Dr. Zach. I believe now his tagline is Dr. Zach, and he has is the inventor of a app application that you can use on your phone about meditation. He has a wonderful voice, and I suggest. And later on, we'll talk a little bit about how you can get it. But really. With all of the stuff that's going on, we're moving back from being in quarantine to now getting back out and opening up the country. Um, there's going to be a lot of anxiety, and if you go to work and someone is not practicing safe techniques, you might have a little anxiety about that. If you're a parent and you're leaving your child at a daycare, are you sure that they're cleaning well? Will your children be safe in that environment? As well as you know, there are some people who you're going to encounter who just don't believe that this is really that big a deal. They are in denial or they may be angry and anger looks like I'm pissed off that, you know, the government shut down and took away my civil liberties. How do you deal with that range of emotions to keep yourself grounded and focused as well as you've got to navigate working very differently and change is something that is difficult for all of us, especially when we're in uncharted waters. So my guest, Dr. Zach, and I are gonna have a conversation on, so what's happening and where are we going with this? And then at the end, you're gonna get a couple tips that will help you navigate um, and stay grounded, increase your calm, and hopefully find yourself in a healthier place. So with that, how you doing, Dr. Zach? I'm doing great. It's always good to speak to you and catch up, Denise. It's uh, and thanks for giving me the opportunity to participate on your program. Thank you. Not a problem. It's my privilege. So, so you kind of heard the intro here, and people are, you know, people are going to be, you know, in, in a in, in a way, we're all kind of either having grief or we're suffering from post-traumatic stress because of this terrible event. And for many families. Um, in many communities, particularly African-American and, and um, Hispanic community, we are suffering through a higher rate of death um, from the coronavirus. So we're kind of the walking wounded, not to say other people aren't, um, but it is something that is causing people to not know how to deal with this, and it's unstabilizing them. Are you seeing that or hearing that from in, as you work with other employers? Yeah, Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I was working with, people who were still at home, well, that's where most of us still are, mm -hmm. uh, and working with them to use this time to establish a meditation practice. Because one of the things that put us at such unease is because our general state of mind is in a state of unease. Yeah. And without without getting too deeply involved in our human condition, we basically are dealing with a ego mind, which is referred to an ego mind, which is a false sense of self. False sense of self, really, its basis is fear. Yeah. And so that's the way we're operating. We're operating from fear as opposed to with our higher selves, which is what meditation 
brings you closer to is being more in touch with your higher self, which is based in love, which Mm -hmm. is a diametrically opposed state of being. Mm -hmm. So since most of us who are not practicing meditation, Mm -hmm. we are frantic. We look Mm -hmm. at the TV. I mean, that's an ongoing horror show. Yeah, 24-hour news streams. 24 hours. And one of the things that, you know, I highly recommend, I know we want to talk about some of the suggestions at the end of the show, but one of the most important things is to not be watching the news incessantly. And Mm -hmm. what you can do where you want to take this time period, uh, especially for those people who haven't gone back to work just yet, is to take this time to establish a meditative practice which can transform your life so that you can look back at this time of struggle and see that there was an opportunity to actually improve your state of being. Now, you still may be struggling financially. Your kids may be home to all these things, and, and, and they're not able to go to school, all these things that are making us frantic. But if you can take some of the time that you're watching television and turn off the television or go into your bedroom and start practicing meditation, that would be a way to help transform your life as opposed to staying stuck and glued to this frantic moment and and having it just make you feel more and more miserable. Well, you know, I think there's... Let's spend a little time right here because I think there's some um, ideas and, and preconceived notions and even a few myths about meditation in and of itself. So, you know, there's going to be some people who hear this and say, there's no way I could sit in my room. You haven't met my kids. I can't sit there and go, um, and God help me if I have to cross my legs. But that's not really, I mean, give us some steps on really like what are you talking about when you talk about meditation? Well, there are various components, but one of the first things is self-awareness. Okay. getting Getting in touch with yourself. Because when we're dealing with our surface level of of consciousness, that's the frantic state. And there are all these emotional things in our subconscious mind that are rumbling along, that are sort of dictating what we do each day. Mm -hmm. We have all these conditioned responses. And so in meditation, one of the first things is breath awareness. That's step number one, getting in touch with your emotions. Because it's uh, emotions are really the body's reaction to our thoughts. So if we are not in touch with our bodies, then we're not really in touch with our emotions. Mm-hmm. Because the emotions are, are ha- happening in our bodies. Mm-hmm. So just imagine somebody who's all of a sudden going through an emotional experience, an emotional moment, and they're not in touch with what that emotion is. Yeah, there, there, so, so, so right? there's things like you're talking about, you know, um, when I'm anxious, I might be sweating under my arms, when, or I may have, you know, breath issues, or faster, faster breathing of breath. And when people are having panic attacks, that classic sign that you feel like you're having a heart attack. Or another emotion might be your jaw is tightened. Somehow you figure out that your jaw tightens up a lot. Some people get stomach issues. So those are triggers that let us know that we are insecure and in this fear component. Is is that correct? That's correct. And then what's important is, and this is, you know, comes under the heading of mindfulness, which is to get yourself settled. Start taking some gentle breaths. 
mm-hmm. and just stay conscious of those breaths. Feel the inhalation. We can do that right now. Let's Denise, can we do that? Just take yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Could, let's do that. So it, just for everyone on here, I, I practice meditation, mindfulness on a regular basis. Is what keeps me relatively sane, given the work that I have to do. So yeah, that's that. I think that would help people understand and kind of dispel some of the myths. So you guide me through it, and let's talk about it. Okay, and and just you 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 just said something that was so important. It's just exactly what I'm talking about. You. You you credit meditation as keeping yourself sane. Oh yeah yeah you know? yeah yeah right. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, so the people who are listening to this, you know, this, this is what uh, Denise credits with holding herself together to be able to move through life. So let's right. just take let's just take and there is by the way in, in the meditation program that I have, you know, there's none of this Sanskrit terminology or this that and the other thing. It's just basic. It's it's basic uh, practices that anybody can use, and mm-hmm. they don't have to be part of it, a religion or a spiritual thing. Or that, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a spiritual practice, but it's just basic. So let's just do a basic breathing exercise. Okay. You got it. All right. So if you can just get yourself uh, in a seating position. If you're driving, you shouldn't be doing uh, uh, practice. You should do it when you get to wherever you're going to and replay uh, the audio. And then just get yourself where your back is, is straight. You don't have to be stiff. And you can balance your head on top of your neck. Okay? And rest your hands uh, gently on your thighs. And close your eyes. It's good at this point to close your eyes. And just start breathing in gently. Just getting in touch with your breath. And Feel the inhalation as your air comes into your chest as you inhale. Feel that when the inhalation is done, and then feel your exhalation. Let's just do five gentle breaths. That's all we're going to do. Okay. Some of you may have uh, finished a little earlier. Others may still have been doing some gentle breaths. Every one of us breathes at different rates, and depending upon what state of mind we're in will determine our breathing. There are a lot of people that just don't ever breathe in a good, full, healthy way. They're so stressed out that they're breathing in a very shallow way. And when they mm-hmm. do that, it creates a sense of anxiety, just the breathe and what's and so I, powerful. I think, uh, yeah, and so when I was learning this, one of the things I learned was, well, in fact, the first thing I had to learn was how to breathe. Most of us breathe from the upper part of our lungs instead of giving a good diaphragm breath when you're trying to start settling your mind out. Because I think for me, and even now, um, it's pretty hard for me to... Um, stay focused if I've had a full day of talking to people about what, you know, issues they're facing and how to navigate people and the conversations that they need to have. And so if I don't, in the beginning, as you're talking about this, have that breath come out of me and kind of almost pull that, feel myself pulling that energy of anxiousness out as I'm breathing. 
then it's sometimes it's hard for my mind, I call it the monkey mind, from letting go and disengaging from that day so I can settle down enough to be able to pause and, and go to that space of quietness. Yeah, and, and when you do this gentle breathing, what ends up happening is you stimulate what's called the vagal nerve. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the parasympathetic nervous system, which relaxes you. Once mm-hmm. your body feels a gentle breathing pattern, mm-hmm. all of a sudden the vagal nerve gets stimulated and it sends to your whole body that everything is okay. Mm-hmm. So just to your point of what the one of the main themes of this audio, of this podcast, is how do we settle ourselves down with all of the... I mean, when we're worrying if we're going to you know, end up dying when we go in to uh, go shopping or we all of a sudden see somebody and we think, well, what are we going to do? How how do I relate to that person? Or when I go back to work, like we've been talking about, right. how do I figure out, is my workplace a safe place for me to be? Right, right, you know? right. And if it's not, what do I do about it? Do right. I force myself to be in something that I don't think is safe? Can I have the wherewithal to tell my manager this is not right i need something different than this Mm -hmm. we need to either move my desk or be where i am or provide greater protection uh and have the wherewithal to be able to maintain your state of well-being and part of that process is what we're talking about if you get into a stressful situation and you're sitting let's say at your your job location and you know that you got to talk to your manager. You don't want to run up and be frantic and start yelling. Uh, you, you want to do it in a, a more relaxed, rational way. And one of the mm-hmm. best ways is before you do that is to sit and just follow your breath for 10 mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Get yourself settled down. Figure out what you're next going to do and then go about doing it. Now, this is sometimes easier said than done because we sometimes just react to things. Yeah. Um, and it's very, very hard to do this in on the fly. That's why a practice is so important, because it's, it takes practice. It's like you ask somebody to go out on the tennis court, let's say, and go play tennis and hit the ball over the net so it goes into the other part of the court. That takes practice. You can't just yeah. do that, you know, boom. By start, but I'm giving with you know Denise and I are giving you some easy suggestions, but yeah. really at the end of the day, you have to really develop a practice. Now the meditation program that we'll talk about towards the end that I've developed is something that really the, the each meditation is about twenty twenty two minutes long. Right. So if you if you don't have that amount of time, there are other apps out there like Calm or Headspace where you can have a meditation a session that's maybe even five minutes or three minutes long, if that's what you need to get started. Yes, um, yes, and I, so and I do recommend starting slow first because what happens um, when I do do this work with my clients, so some of my clients I have to walk them through a meditative state before they can even articulate what's really bothering them. Um, is just doing five minutes. Let's just practice. I want you to practice five minutes in the morning, five minutes at lunch, five minutes at night, and just take just focus on the breathing. Um, and then 
you know, then ask yourself, so where do I feel this in my body? Where do I feel this anxiety in my body? Why is it coming up like this? And usually, if you can slow your mind down, you'll find that it's something that's a trigger outside of yourself that's triggering you, and there's this kind of fear thing that just takes over before you can think about it. And I think it's so important what you said about before, if you're feeling unsafe at work, before you just run to your boss or run to a coworker, stop, breathe, center yourself, and then just ask the question, where is this coming from and what is it that I would like to have happen? So that when you come to somebody else, you know, energy matches energy, right? So if I come to you frantic, other people are going to be frantic coming back to me. And so you've got yep. to manage that piece. Exactly. That, that's exactly right. And one of the important things that's sort of a miracle of our, the way our bodies and our minds work mm-hmm. is that what, what you were describing, Denise, of observing while you're doing your breathing and then put your awareness on your body, feel where your, the sensations that are going on in your body because they'll be associated with the things that you're most fearful about or what most emotionally uh, disturbed about. And if you allow your consciousness to focus in on it, what can begin to happen is that you're, there's this tremendous power of our consciousness, which is the ability to process and heal those concerns, those emotional Absolutely. issues. Yeah. Yeah. I've it's, seen it over and over again. It is one of the most unbelievable tools. Now, there are more sophisticated ways of dealing with this, uh, but we're dealing with rudimentary stuff, which you'll you'll find in your in some of the meditation programs that you start with. Um, I have it in mine, um, but it's it's one of the most important healing tools that we have. Just using our awareness and our sense of uh, focusing our attention on issues and sensations in our bodies. Yeah, and and so and, and I, what the other thing I find is is that when you're not paying attention to your um, space, your body, how you're breathing, how you're in, in, taking in information from the world around you, when it starts triggering your body to be in this fear session, because you know we're not that far from a from an evolutionary point of view, our body is pretty much the same body we've had for eons, right? Designed to help us be safe and in the woods and, and, you know, when we didn't have sophisticated systems like we have now, but our body still reacts to fear the same way, fight or run or hide. I mean, those are kind of the three um, ways that we're going to manage it. And, and it's all about shutting down your ability to do critical thinking and problem solving. And so what the breath does, or at least this is what I find, and I you know, we've had conversations offline about this, is that what the breath does is it reconnects your whole body to your to your critical thinking mind and it calms it down so that you can find the kind of solution that's going to be a lasting and sustaining solution. Those are exactly the things we need with all the challenges that we face today. Yes. So, yes. I, again, I want to that the things that we are talking about can only really be, I, I shouldn't say only, some people are able, without having a practice, to be able to implement effectively some of the things that we're talking about. But again, it's like breath awareness. It is not easy to stay attending to your breath. 
Yes. Okay. That's a skill in itself. And the yeah. more that you develop that skill, the greater opportunity you have to do the things that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Because if you are not able to calm yourself down, which is the first step is the breath, it becomes hard to then focus on the sensations in the body. One mm-hmm. skill leads to the next. It's, it, and it opens up other opportunities to be able to have more control over your life. Because that's one of the things that we're talking about, is right. that all of us are like have these conditioned responses that sort of lock us up into a behavior pattern that we continue over and over and over again. And we all have certain behavior patterns that are not working for us. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and, and they become more accentuated in this environment that we're in. And not only that, but we need to do a better job of problem solving because our world, the whole world has been turned upside down. Yeah. Certain things are now opening, opportunities are opening up back open to us, but still it's not going to be the same kind of world. So we need to have an ability to get outside and break these chains of conditioned responses so that we can be more flexible and adaptive. And again, that kind of control and adaptation and ability to change our behavior patterns comes through meditation. Yeah, Again, yeah. self-awareness and a heightened sense of consciousness. I, you know, and, and it would be interesting. You know, marketing, uh, you know, ruins everything, in my opinion. I didn't say that, Gary. The Vernacek, I'm a fan <laughs> here, but um, I, I think in some ways the fact that meditation has been equated with this, you have to sit and be quiet and you know, um, it's a all-day kind of thing. We, what we do need to do is just kind of do what you just said. It's really about taking a breath and refocusing. You know, I encourage my clients, even they, I can't just, oh, there's no way. If I'm sitting closing my eyes, even for five minutes, my boss will be blah, 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 or my employees will be da, 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 da. I said, well, then you know what? Go to the restroom and just stand there and just, you know, sit and just breathe. Calm yourself. Feel this feeling that you're having and get in touch with where's where's the fear coming from is it that you're afraid how much control do you actually have and we have more control than than we think and i i think but the other thing you said is that we're going to find solutions in ourselves i don't know that we're going to get out of this looking to the government or um, larger entities to do it i think that the way we're going to get out of this fear around the pandemic, around the virus and it coming back, is that we're going to have to take ownership accountability for how we feel, how we think, and what we do. That's so true. I, you know, I, I don't start the day without doing meditation. Yeah. Because I, I, I've been, I was doing more awareness of, of my dreams. You know, you, you can sort of command yourself to have vivid dreams. This is uh, another topic entirely. But what I found was in my vivid dreams, they're so dynamic, they're so stressful because, you know, we're, we're in a stressful situation and a lot of the way that we work things out are through our dreams. So we end up waking up in the morning after having this frantic dream that we have experienced. We think that going to sleep is just all calm. There are certain non-dream parts of our sleep, but it's about two hours of our sleep time, we were having probably these frantic uh, dreams. So you wake up in the morning, fried, almost to begin with. And what I do is I work through all that tension and all that anxiety and 
begin to get myself centered and find a place of peace within me and breathe through that, those energies and those tensions so that by the time I get up and start the day, I am feeling fresh and able to take on uh, my day with creativity and a sense of centeredness. And that's so, so important as opposed to just getting up, starting the day, being frantic, what am I going to do, and, and you can't even think straight. Adoption of mindfulness programs uh, as benefits that large corporations have uh, taken on. There's over, almost 50% of large corporations offer mindfulness programs to their employees. Mm-hmm, and, what, mm-hmm. and, and so that, that's a big change that's going on in the workplace. But that was before this crisis. Yeah. If they want to have, if, if you're the manager or you're the CEO, if you, because your employees, as they come back, they're fried. Using the app for two weeks. See how you feel. Note as, you know, how you're thinking, whether, how you're moving into um, these workspaces, how you're interacting with other people. Because success in this new normal, whatever that means, it's really going to be about our ability to be in relationship with other people. And we need to be able to trust that we have control over our bodies, our space, but also that we can encourage others to have control over their body and their space, not by necessarily telling them, but role modeling success. So um, where can we find you if we want to, if somebody wants to talk to you, if there's a CEO out there, or the head of an organizational development group, HR, they want to connect with you, where would they go, Dr. Zach? Well, they can go to my website, and there's uh, that's hapco.com, and uh, there's a, a place where they can fill out a, you know, a, a contact form, yep. and, uh, and they can connect with me. I, I want to thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, helping to break down this, this big thing called meditation and mindfulness into something that's usable for anybody and everybody. I encourage you, as my listeners, I encourage you to do this with your children. I encourage you to do this with your parents um, because I think I, I truly believe in it. As I told said before, you know, I'm a practitioner myself. I do it, you know, I'd love to be able to say I only do it three times a day. The fact of the matter is, is I'm subject to probably do it like, Whatever, whenever I need it, and any time I feel very anxious, I will pop into a meditation um, pretty quickly um, and figure out what's going on. And it's and it has helped me thrive, not just now, but I will say I've probably been meditating for six, seven years now, um, and it has helped me transition through all kinds of changes in my life. And I strongly suggest that you, as my listeners, just try it. You know what I say, you, get, you know, I tell my kid, used to tell my kids all the time, try everything once. You don't have to stick with it, but try everything once. But I think if you try this, um, particularly if you um, use the, you know, Dr. Zach's app, because um, I, I believe it and I have used it in the past, um, I think that you will be very, very surprised um, at how much better you're able to navigate the challenges that are facing us. That's a wrap. You've been listening to Closing the Gap with Denise Cooper. Music provided by Ivan G. Hall. Let me thank C-Suite Radio for hosting me on their network. Remember to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and also check out the podcast on C-Suite Radio, the largest network focused on 
helping executives do better and be better. As always, let me know how you're doing, what you're facing, and what you're struggling with as you try to close the gap, creating a pathway from where you are today to where you want to be tomorrow. Bye. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.